Oh, my God. 
Electric Ghost, and this is episode 153, and we're talking about the song Deadshot Lost Horizons, which is part of a project that we're working on um, that we're going to call Deep Drown Blue. Uh, we had another name for it before, but now we d- decided to change it. So this is our third record in the Dark Ghost series. Um, it's sad to say that we think um, Dark Ghost Volume 1, the vinyl, it's probably not going to actually get produced because we didn't get enough people to opt in to our pre-order. But we're going to take that album and we're actually going to shelve it and go back to an original configuration of Dark Ghost Volume 1 that we're going to put out as a CD on Amazon and put it on all the streaming services on YouTube. So Dark Ghost, uh, the current configuration in seven days, if we don't get enough um, people to buy it, is going to end up being shelved and reconfigured as a different project. But we have The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, which is available on all the streaming services, including YouTube, Music, and Amazon, and Apple, and Spotify, and Tidal uh, is out right now. Within six to eight weeks, there'll be an Amazon CD available for this record. So that record's out there. We also have um, Wretched... Symphony Number no. 8, which is on all the streaming services. So go out and check out those records under Phantom Electric Ghost. <clears throat> Ratchet Symphony Number no. 8 and The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. And uh, this new project is going to be available within a month or two. But the song we're talking about here is called Dead Shot Last Horizons, which is um, going back to our uh, Moog DFAM. We created... Uh, some rhythmic percussion on the drummer from another mother. We recorded it into on our Zoom R24 in real time and played with the, you know, going between one oscillator and two oscillators because it's a two oscillator percussion synth. We played with the pulse modulation and some of the other, the ladder filter. And uh, we used it to, you know, create a varied beat. We ran it through a make noise math module. Uh, they also uh, add to it. And then on top of it, we we played a Juno GI uh, using kind of a dirty guitar 
sound and played it live on our keyboard. And for the last uh, five or six years, we've been mimicking or guitar type playing on our Juno. And we've gotten pretty good at the feel of, of, of guitar style tracks using the keyboard. And we think that this is a good representation of a really kind of funky, dirty, um, you know, gritty uh, guitar sound. And checking out the the, the impact of our um, Instagram videos, we've done some little slice videos. We do these minute long clips that come from a full video and we put them on Instagram. And so this song has been on Instagram. It's getting good reception from other musicians who really like it and like the video that we created for it. So we'll put the link to the YouTube video for this. And um, it's going to be on this product pro project, which is a product, but um, it's a creative product. Uh, so the album, uh, again, is going to be um, called, um, you know, Deep Drown Blue. And this track is going to be on it. Now, this song is pretty much about this idea that there are people that have ideas that can touch the sky and they are chosen to be, you know, taken out. They're assassinated. They're killed before their time. Um, and Josephine's talking about how, you know, if somebody has an idea that could touch the sky and they're taken out. Um, so, you know, that the good die young. Yeah, you know, she has a line saying, we make goddamn sure that the good die young. And, and this song is basically this kind of pessimistic view that there is some, there are some forces in the world that make sure that those people who who have that kind of light, like JFK or RFK, Dr. King, Gandhi, these people are taken out, are not able to fulfill their dreams, or their dreams, you know, are written down as an ideology that's kind of like. Um, like paper that just you know gets crumpled or burns away because in reality what we end up dealing with is more uh, draconian, less less ambitious, less um, tr trying to better ourselves. We get left with um, a world that's not exactly what these dreamers thought it should be, and um, so that's why it's called Dead Shot Lost Horizons because you know. We get these people that are chosen to be attacked and they have these ideas like Dr. King and Gandhi, JFK, RFK, and we lose them. Uh, even Lincoln, we lose them before their time. And then we lose out on the opportunities that that world, if these people were in the world, we'd end up being you know better than we are. And so that's, that's the idea of the song. And then we have this kind of gritty guitar line going over the, the, the Moog uh, industrial kind of craft work, you know, um, Minneapolis kind of beat coming from the analog drums of the of the Moog would give you a kind of very steady beat. Then then you can kind of improvise over it with the other instruments. And so that this song is just the Juno and the DFAM. And then the vocals are coming through um, a studio electronics microphone using the VT4 vocal transformer for Josephine Electric Voice. And Josephine is my alter ego. She's the lead singer of the band. And so this song we feel is uh, it deserves a spot. So it's going to be on this new record. And um, 
like I said, you should check out all the Fan Electric Ghost albums that are available on all the streaming services. We have a lot of projects going back to Two Infinitum. Um, um, but and then um, September, which is our rock opera. So there's a lot of projects we have there. But multiple singles. Last year was pretty much a singles year. Almost everything we put out was a single format. So there's multiple singles last year. We probably, probably put out like 50 or 60 singles <clears throat> on all the streaming services. But this year is kind of our album year. And, you know, the first album we dropped was Wretched Symphony Number no. 8. And then the second one is The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. Now, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb is primarily an OPZ uh, created album from Teenage Engineering, the OPZ synthesizer workstation, though many wonderkin. And we use that to great effect for that record. There are flourishes coming from our Moog and Juno, uh, but the majority of that album is OPZ. And we found it was a, the OPZ is a big part of our song creation now. We, we create a lot of demos with it. And then sometimes we use those demos and then modify them slightly with effects and <clears throat> remastering. But we always love going back to our Moogs and our Arturias. And um, we've been, you know, diving deep into the Arturia Mainbrew 2S, which uh, we love the sequencer. We love the modulation matrix on it. And it's just got a lot of capability. We're very impressed at um, uh, NAM this year that of all the great sense they're shown, the ones that cost thousands of dollars and the big, big ideas, like Waldorf's, um, you know, new, like virtual synth, they always forget the name of, but you know, that, that looks amazing, but it's still not available. <clears throat> and then, but then we see what Arturi came out with the, the, the mini freak or the micro freak. And this thing is a really awesome idea because a lot of times in the last year we've been heavily going kind of retro going back into analog and even behringer at this show was going pretty retro and you know they've got a copy of the sh101 they've got um you know their their other clones that they've got out there from roland they got a lot of roland clones like their the voicoder clone and um you know it's kind of cool to, to have these clones but you know we're still going backwards but what I like with the Arturia um, Micro Freak or Mini Freak is that it's got a digital, digital oscillator with like over like maybe 11 to 13 different types of digital oscillators. It's got a nod to modular uh, synthesis and some of those waveforms or oscillators are coming from uh, a well-known um, manufacturer of um, Eurorack modules. And then it's got like a little nod to the past and it's got like a Buchla style, you know, uh, uh, PCB keyboard, you know, so a printed circuit board keyboard, which is not um, physically keys, but allows like pressure sensitivity and velocity sensitivity and different type of interactions on a keyboard that you don't normally do. We've seen this with the Make Noise, Renee, <clears throat> some other things, but the Buchla is real famous and the EMS had some things like this, but that it allows you to, to do things that you normally couldn't do. And it's got an analog filter, um, uh, uh, a variable state filter. Um, and so, or state variable filter, plus that's analog. And then you've got this digital oscillator and it's a package. It only costs like 300 bucks. And out of all the synths that showed up this year, this one looked like the most exciting next to the Teenage Engineering 400, 
which is their kit uh, analog modular system. And so, you know, most likely the th two things I'm, I'm looking into getting this year are the 400 from Teenage Engineering, which is their modular system as a sine, square, uh, sawtooth waves, I believe. And um, it just, you know, it looks like you could, when the CV module for the OPZ comes out, it looks like you could do a lot of really cool synthesis with this machine. A lot of innovative sequencing. Because you could take the step components that are available on the OPZ and apply it to this analog synth. I think you'd be do a pretty good show with this thing. So, and then Arteria's um, model, not only does it have all these uh, digital waveforms and then the ability to um, use an analog state variable filter, but it also has um, what what is very interesting with this machine is it, it uses kind of make noise um, uh, utility control where it can do some of the make noise famous capabilities of the rising and falling of um, the modulation, which is kind of a you know not to what make noise does with the mass module, um, but it doesn't have an extensive CV capability, but it does have this virtual mod matrix, which is the other thing of this machine. It's got a piece of uh, the matrix root. Not as extensive, but it does have the ability to do virtual CV uh, modulation routing, which we also see on the profits. You know, the profit XLs and the, um, the Rev2s can, can do this as well. I think even the profit 12 can do this, but that's a really cool idea um, going forward is to do these virtual connections so you don't have to have the wires and be able to save them. Uh, I think that's really awesome. So that's a, a kind of leaning forward uh, machine. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and so we're looking into getting, uh, probably most likely we're gonna be able to get the, the mini, uh, the Freak, just cause it's a, such a good price point, $300. It's probably the best value right now for all the synthesizers. Um, that we've seen out there. So this is the end of our episode. Please check out uh, Dark Ghost Volume 1 that we think, we don't know if that's gonna be out there because we didn't get enough people to sign up. But if we can get our last push to get that record sold, it's on Digger's Factory Records. Within seven days, we're gonna take down all the links if we don't get enough supporters for this project. But it seems like this is a streaming age. And um, until we get our distribution and marketing deal, We'll go back to looking at doing vinyl, but we will be producing a physical CD this year for the flower that blooms at midnight in the tomb on Amazon. So within six to eight weeks, we'll put a notice on our podcast here when it's available and you'll be able to check it. But you can download that on all the streaming services now. You can stream it. So please check out the flower that blooms at midnight in the tomb and we'll talk to you later.